Hey, everybody, real quick before we get started, um, while this episode is very good, a quick apology about the audio. There's going to be some slight clicking digital noise. We had uh, one of our guests' uh, audio track disappeared, and so we're using a backup, which has uh, uh, issues. But it's, I think, still very listenable, but occasionally it'll be slightly annoying, and I am very, very sorry, but I would hate to have to re-record the whole thing because it was so good. So please enjoy this episode about Jumanji to back in the jungle or welcome to the welcome back jungle probably it's been a day good morning meat suits welcome back to read it and weep we are you know just an okay podcast about movies uh i'm your host i'm alex falcone you can follow me on twitter at alex underscore falcone and i have a small but solid panel today, possibly growing as the show moves on. We'll see. Uh, first up, joining me again from Portland, Oregon, it's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Hey, I'm doing okay. I just got eaten by a rhino and fell a thousand feet, but I think I'll be fine. Uh, man, what a surprise that was for me. When they were like, they just fucking killed her. They were like, oh, she'll just die right now. That was awesome. Did you by any chance, like, did you ever think, like, that they have lives and they're coming back, or were you like, I guess they only had Jack Black for about an afternoon, <laughs> god damn. I thought, I thought the tattoos were, I actually figured out the tattoos were lives right away, but I was still surprised that they just went uh, for it. Yeah, okay. I, I, I knew because I've seen the trailer and that there are more parts with Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> that always ruins it for you. Yeah. Uh, it would be cool if they had pulled, like, a... Uh, psycho and just kill Jack Black at the beginning of the first act. I love it. That would be real fun, especially because I find uh, him largely annoying. Um, well, I was gonna, I oh, was not gonna say, movie. yeah, that would be terrible because I think he really does an incredible I, job in this. Movie. I, I totally do. agree. It's interesting pairing him yeah. and and The Rock. Also, Kevin Hart, who I find usually very yeah. annoying, yeah. and both of them I thought were fine. Jack Black did a lot more work, but uh, oh yeah. I, I mean, Jack Black does with a, a character that could have been so awful. Yeah. Right. Uh, really makes it work. It's one of those, like, uh, yeah, it's just this whole movie. Oh. Just, it, it works. It does. That's, uh, the that's only exactly, what, exactly right. Uh, also joining us, uh, she works. Uh, she's in Queens, New York. Please welcome <laughs> back Lisa Battle. Hey, guys. Remember that the world is a terrifying place and you shouldn't trust anyone. <laughs> That is. That's what my mom says to me before I leave. Advice. I actually, that was another man. There's so many. I have so many nice things to say about this movie, but that that <laughs> sign off of just we that that mom was in the movie for two lines. She just said the world is terrifying, everything, and I love you more than life itself, and then disappeared. And like that told us a lot about why he was such a nervous kid. It was right. a very was smart great. little bit of writing. Right, uh, definitely. Uh, it also, it. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen Hereditary, but he's the same kid from that. Oh dear. Uh, no. What is Hereditary? Is that one of your Nazi it's movies? Scary, right? No, it's a, a Nazi movie. Horror what? movie. Like, Horror <laughs> movie. My Nazi movies? What the fuck are you? Yeah, this what? was your last week. Was that I was watching? I was racist, so I thought I would try it. No, it just Hereditary okay. is like. Sounds like you're sitting in your basement. You're watching like uh, YouTube videos that are like pro uh, unnatural selection. That's like, mm, what are, what does hereditary do? For? Anyway, that's what I was. No, it's a. It's it was a, a bad riff. I miss Tony sometimes, Co Anthony. <laughs> it's throwing Tony Collette and that kid, 
and things do not go well for that kid at oh. home. So this whole movie, I was just like, just stay in the video game, dude. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to get any better. You know, like, there's nothing, there's nothing this video game can throw at you that is worse than what <laughs> happens to you when you go home. Trust me, I've seen it. Just stay there. You know, besides the fact that if you die in the game, you might die in real life, which we're not even confirmed on, this is the best yeah, video no game anybody that. would have ever played. Yeah. A little short. A, a little short? I, I think. Yeah, yeah. like what, four levels? Yeah, or, which took him uh, 20 years. I know. Yeah, but could you imagine being stuck on one level for 20 okay, years? So, like, I throw my controller after about 20 right, minutes. And that is because you can leave so the game design changes when they know you're physically incapable of stopping the game also back in the 90s you might have had more patience Ooh, good point yeah that that's true i used to put i have you know completed several final fantasies yeah yeah, yeah. even and even then you and you thought each time this has got to be the final one but then there was always another fantasy that came up yeah Anthony, back up. when you had hair drapes, you guys had more <laughs> patience. Uh, before our phones dulled our senses. Um, we do have a fourth guest, uh, and she will be uh, player four will be joining us here in a moment. Uh, but we're just going to get started to keep things moving. So this is episode number 462 of the program. We have now done as many episodes as the height in meters of the new tallest building in Europe. Oh. It's the it's okay. the Loftus Center. It it's very tall. It's in St. Petersburg. It's the tallest in Europe, the 13th tallest in the world. The Some fun facts about this new building. The slab at the base of the tower is the Guinness World Record for the largest continuous concrete pour. But my Whoa. favorite part of the building is that they have a giant ice storage uh, facility that makes a thousand tons of ice during the day or during no, at night and then uses that as part of the air conditioning during the day so that they can buy power Whoa. when it's cheap in the evenings. Do they sing the Frozen Ice song? They, I hope they do. certainly do. Yeah, it's entirely staffed uh, by Good. those Nordic folk Good. who sing songs. It's the best part of Frozen, by the way. <laughs> That's the best it's part the of Frozen. Song. It's the opening song. It's it's great. We, we cut ice. The the song. <laughs> uh-huh. That's your favorite yep. part. Do you hate this movie, or is that just weirdly <laughs> your thing? No, it's just really cute with the reindeer and the boy. Come I do on. like the reindeer. Yeah. I was gonna say I I like the the baby rate animal like uh, small baby animals as characters in movies, yeah. and that's the only scene in that movie because he's immediately a grown ass jaded reindeer <laughs> after that, which is fine. But I love the optimism of the reindeer. In the opening yeah. scene, you know? that's a great the, point. Uh, the cruel, yeah, the cruel host of nature as a. <laughs> I mean, if you're a reindeer, you've seen some shit. That's a harsh environment oh, you're yeah. living in. Yeah. Well, anyway, speak. Especially weird, weird boy raised by rock people. I don't know. It's, it's and rock people who, as far time. as I know, have no real purpose in the world except giving bad advice to princesses. Like, yeah. their one function is, like, you bring them a magic kid and they're like, only answer, bottle up her superpowers. Which has never worked for anybody in any situation. You were the experts. They came to you and you just said, no, no, no. Keep it inside. That's my advice. Don't feel your feelings. <laughs> repress. Repress. It was weird. That was a weird... Those rock characters... That, that was the worst part of Frozen. If the ice song is the top, the rock people giving advice is the bottom. Yeah. 
Well, you know what's way healthier about feelings? Jumanji. Yeah. Welcome Speaking to the of jungle. large things in other countries, um, this week we're talking about Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. The 2017 sequel to the 1995 film we, we talked about all the way back in Jungle. Um, but this time it's starring The Rock, as well as Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and a Jonas brother. A surprise bonus Jonas brother. Bonus Jonas. Anyway. Um, and- Bobby, uh, who's the villain in this? Bobby oh. Villainy? Cannavale. Cannavale, yeah. I, I like him quite a bit. Yeah, what else do I he like him do from? He doesn't do much. This, oh, everything. He's, he's in he's lots in a lot of, of things. things. He's yeah, bad. He's oh, he's a, he's a, a Tony Award winner. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, uh, he's someone who doesn't, like, he just shows up in everything yeah. and just is really uh, he's, solid. He's an Itonia and, and Ant-Man and Spy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all he did in this movie was have really thick contacts. That was his main job. Yeah, and and Stan still with his mouth open for long <laughs> yeah, right, so they could CG a centipede like, going in and out. Don't worry, we're gonna CG a centipede <laughs> in your mouth. Don't worry, I want you to just just to hold it. You really you got to give us something to work with. Bobby. So you have to so just you really... have to look like a centipede could be coming out of your mouth, but also you don't really care about it, so it's not grossed out. <laughs> So really is just standing there agog. That was one of his big jobs. But those contacts were thick and gross. He had some milky, weird eyes. Um, yeah, solid. This movie's stacked, though. It is stacked with amazing actors. It is, it is stacked. All right. Um, it's so... Caitlin. What? what? I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. Claire hey. 4 has joined. So we thought that it was just the three of us, but then it turns out an elephant led us... It was a secret clue, and it led us to... Surprise Jonas brother, uh, Caitlin Gill, who has been trapped in this podcast for 20 years. That's correct. Just... I have been inside this podcast for so long. My reference. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have all these citronella candles to keep the mosquitoes away. Yeah, that's handy. Um, they are bad. It was actually, I was a little upset that one of the things that was supposed to tip us off that he's from the 90s is that he said stoked. Because I, I don't know. I still like saying stoked from time <laughs> to time. Made me feel. But you're fine now. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, we talked... <laughs> right, this is the elder millennial We had thing. a conversation before before we started recording. You're on the... Don't own where you're from. You know, stop trying to well, latch on to something. But else. I should stop saying it, I guess, is what it makes me feel, because it makes other people think that I've been trapped in a jungle for 20 years. <laughs> no, it makes them correctly guess your age. Oh, that's true. Well, I'm not... I've You know, I've never <laughs> mentioned Cindy Crawford. That's never come up in conversation. Oh, I have. She's hot. There, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's still bang. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. You're more of a Heidi Klum man, right? Oh, I love Heidi Klum. She's such a. She's the best. <laughs> oh, Heidi. All right. Um, she's she's the judge who has to tell you to leave, but she's really sad about it. She is oh, always yeah. fun. Yeah, and that makes me. She's also terrific for the thirty seconds she's in Ocean's Eight. Not to bring up another film in the middle of a discussion of a film I just started discussing with you. <laughs> You're like, I'm here. The first thing I want you to do is talk about fine. something else. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a professional, Alex. <laughs> You're familiar with how this works. So just double check. Like, you, you got your backup recording going, Caitlin? Oh, uh, I do not. I was. Thank you so much for um, double checking on that because I do know how this goes. And yet I'm failing you on every level. I do. Um, 
You're doing just fine. I do now. Um, normally, I would have just waited the whole time for you, but uh, we had this is the first time we ever added someone midstream. But I just we have some hard outs, so we had to get going. So, but don't worry, it's gonna be great. No, that's excellent, and I think it works so well with the theme of the film that uh, I will gladly be the Alex of the stream it's on your perfect. podcast. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like you mean me, Alex, but she means Jonas' brother, Alex. Alex the pilot. Oh, Jonas' brother, yeah. Alex. Yes. Um, well, you yeah. got here just in time. Oh, for me to tell you why we're watching this movie. So it's because it is the Rocktober. Happy the Rocktober, you guys. Happy so much. What a happy month. It's a great month. It's probably the best month. It's our longest running themed month. And um, it's it's like just a joy every time. We're we're just going to spend the whole month snacking on stuff the Rock is cooking. And... uh, If you, but the specific topics we're talking about are chosen by our meat buddies. So we pick the theme, and our meat buddies get to vote on it by going to Regis Week Becomes Meat Buddies. You can become a meat buddy by donating to the show, and then you get to vote on our upcoming topics, including this month and next month is a meat buddy themed month too, where we're going to be watching James Bond movies, and you can pick. So the the meat buddies voted. They chose Jumanji. They really wanted us to watch Jumanji for um, the June goal, but we'd watched the other Jumanji, so we held this off till now. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, Actually, here's a here's I wanted I wanted a, a quick note on voting. Uh, Meet buddy Jonathan suggested the movie Doom, and said it's pretty bad, but there's only so many Dwayne Johnson movies, so you'll have to review it eventually. To which Dwayne the Rock Johnson's career suggests otherwise. <laughs> He's making more movies than we can watch every year. Yeah, I, I love mean, him so much. It's great. Yeah. And he's he's one of those rare Teflon actors where he can make a movie that completely bombs and pe- nobody likes and no one holds it against him. Right? Like no Are you talking about like Skyscraper <laughs> because I want you to know that I find that deeply offensive. I, I was talking about Rampage but also Skyscraper. No <laughs> film. Rampage was also great. Well, we're going to watch at least one, possibly both of those. So uh, I'm looking forward to finding it. But, but, oh, you're going to have a great But month. both of those like lost <laughs> bu- lost money and it's fine. No one holds it against him. He can make Doom. He can no, make- we like him because of it. We like him that he does that. Like, I it's Robin Hood. That he does that. It's Robin Hood? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah, like stealing money from big movie corporations. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, he does. And giving us a dumb movie. What was the the story this year? Was that he he charges a movie company a million dollars if you want him to mention the movie he's in on Instagram? Hell yeah, he does. Just to mention, <laughs> yes, to mention man. the thing, like that's that. My, my goal is to stop talking about stuff I'm doing on social media so I don't annoy people in other markets. <laughs> And his thing, he's like, no, you want me to talk about a thing I'm doing on my Instagram? Million dollars. He's a genius. Baller. Yeah. Truly, he also, is. Also, Ballers isn't very good. This this is what I'm saying. It's still great. Um, or or uh, we, last last the Rocktober, better example, maybe. Last the Rocktober, we watched Baywatch. Not a good film. And <laughs> even... You went Central Intelligence because that was great. Well, that's that might be next week. I think that might be our coming up. That's a good oh. reminder. Um, oh, I should watch Central. Actually, I think <laughs> we're gonna watch Rampage. We should like the top vote getter right now is Central Intelligence, but I just can't watch two Kevin Hart movies in a row. Um, <laughs> but it's so good. I'm gonna. It's actually um, good. Uh, is it really? Yeah, I liked it. Um, well, we, we, liked it we're gonna have to watch it eventually, but I think we're gonna watch Ramp- Rampage first because um, I really want to see the giant uh, gorilla. I don't know if he's on the gorillas team or against him. Which one is it, Caitlin? They're best, They're best friends. friends. I'm not going to tell you. Oh. Oh, you should tell him. That's what it's oh, I'm so excited. Okay, anyway, so we're what? Yeah, the rock is the only one who understands the gorilla. Right, because oh, yeah. they're both too big for life. 
Yeah. I mean, yes. The Rock is one of those guys who like needs two seats on a plane and can afford it. And so it's like actually kind of <laughs> rad. He's like, this one's for me. This one's for my triceps. The funniest part is that you think The Rock is still flying. No, he's not. You're right. That's true. That's true. But he could if he wanted to. You are right. You're okay, true. That's anyway, true. so you're right. He's, he definitely has planes. Um, so anyway, the point is there's a lot of The Rock movies. We're following further and further behind every Rocktober, but we're doing our best. So let's talk about <laughs> Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle. Technically Jumanji 2, but kind of a soft reboot in the new way. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just... Well, I mean... Thankfully, we did watch that first movie a few months ago, or we never would have gotten the important lore references <laughs> that are hidden through I mean, this I, one. This actually, I really like the soft reboot that's happening to some films. I feel like yeah. this is a strong trend instead of hard reboots that are awful. It's like, we'll just make a good movie with some loose plot elements in common, and then we'll just say the person's name and everybody will freak out. Yeah, I mean, this movie it kind of goes into the thing i was saying earlier about how everything in this movie works but down to like the premise that should be awful of like a studio executive being like kids don't play fucking board games they play video games i <laughs> like usually that is so wrong-headed and doesn't work but it, it just totally does works, yeah. in this one like especially the like the way they lean into like the video game uh tropes yeah. and yeah. like mechanics totally. yeah like the um but like the the players the npcs who can't say anything but their scripted lines no matter what you say to them yeah. it's a great little bit that is my favorite part yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, this movie does almost seem like it was a, a, a non-jumanji script that they were like, you know oh. you could fucking make this a jumanji sequel if you change the first 10 minutes a little well, bit Anthony, you're ruining my, my compliment, my friend. Well, you're gonna have to think of more because we're gonna do we're gonna have a heavily complimented episode. I know. Um, so, well, let me just get into the summary, and then we'll get into our compliments after that. So, uh, the year is not here's the, here's the movie. The year is 1996, and the last movie just finished. So, this kid probably saw it in theaters. Um, but uh, that one ends with the kids throwing the evil board game Jumanji that tries to kill them away in a river, but apparently it is washed back mm-hmm. up in New Hampshire where it is discovered by an old man and given as a gift to his teenage son who isn't appreciative at all, which is just so typical. After all I've done for you, and you can't even say thank you for this garbage I found on the beach. Anyway, uh, so the kid doesn't care because he doesn't play He doesn't play board games. He plays video games. And so Juman, he opens the box, is like, meh, boring, closes it. But then a thing that I was not expecting because I didn't read a summary of this movie beforehand. The board game Jumanji proves that it isn't just a cursed board game, but is a demonically possessed box bent on killing children. It turns itself into a video <laughs> game to hurt you. That... Da-da-da. I mean, doesn't that prove that it's evil, right? That it's not just an accident or just a weird curse? It's like, no, I'm here to kill you. Game. It is a game I'm... demanding to be played. I think that's what it is. You're putting an evil yeah. bent onto it, but if you think of it as the perspective of the game... The game must be played. That is what it is. You can't hate a game for wanting to be played. <laughs> well, but for like yeah. that's definitively you hate the players. <laughs> that's a good, okay. That's a good point. You're right. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> Alex. Really, it's you got to think like what makes Chumanji terrifying is not that it's evil; it's that it's indifferent. Oh. Yeah. Right? Like Chumanji doesn't actually give. It's just it exists to create these scenarios but it's not actively trying to hurt you mm. it doesn't care if you get hurt it doesn't or care not. if you live you're or the die. one you decided to play interesting you know? it's 
It's it's a much more horrifying sort of eldritch monster than it is like a demonic demon. You know, it is a unknowable thing that just does not care about. When I added evil, you're right that I that was maybe me putting a little too much on it. But when it turned into a video game, that it did it like it didn't scare me deeply. But I was like, I'm afraid of you. I like you are intimidating. (laughs) This game is. Oh no! You should be afraid. Yes. I just don't yeah. think. It's yes, it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. how I felt. It's a, it's intimidating. It's an interesting choice. Um, so uh, the kid plays it and gets sucked in, presumably. But then we don't see any of that because twenty years later, we cut ahead. Twenty years later, four modern teens are in detention. Uh, one for being Breakfast Club style. Yeah, one's in in for being a jock. One for being a nerd. One for being a social media influencer, and one for being a lady nerd. And the four of them during the tension fight. Yes. The lady note. Okay. Everyone else did something that would deserve detention. <laughs> Making fun of your gym teacher in a way that is like dickish, but. Do you get detention for that? It, like that it was, was it wasn't even like, like, like openly making fun of. It was like she just accidentally yeah. said, I hope I never become a gym teacher. That would be so sad. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like that's really mean. Yeah. But you, you just you don't send someone to detention she did refi- for that's that. That's not why she got the She refused to dress I, out for gym. She okay. refused to do it. If you refuse to do it and then continue to and then be rude about it, oh you're detention. Okay, also teachers we're totally, totally slow on the detention. That girl with the phone, I, mean, I am a teacher, and she would have had detention as soon as she had the oh, phone. Yeah. Oh, that little, yeah. Yeah, I would have been like, Thank hell no. Here. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Oh Thank you to every teacher. <laughs> Thank you to every detention that you give. Thank you so much. It really, it's funny you mentioned the way that the speed the teachers react. Because I was talking to this about my, my wife when I was watching this movie last night. The way, like, Mean Girls has set the standard for every sassy teacher-student dynamic <laughs> in movies. Yeah. Like, if, if you want to have like a fun school, you just essentially still the tone of Mean Girls. That's the way you have yeah. teachers talk to students. Uh, I think I, that's interesting. I, I think that well, the weird thing for the detentions for me is that uh, refusing to dress out in gym gets you exactly the same punishment as cheating on every paper you've ever turned in. Wait, but can we just also say that that was too fast? There's no way that teacher, he turned it in that day, had read it. Oh, that's, okay? that's true. And remembered. He also remembered something that, a te- that somebody turned in last year. There's no, I forget as soon as I put it down. That's fair. Like, are you kidding me? My brain does not keep that. You, I was just like, that is some BS. Do you do, though, as a teacher, do you ever, do you run stuff through, like, detect cheating programs online or something like that? Oh, yeah, I do that, but it's not going to remember some kid from last year. It's just, but, it's going to tell me whether they ripped off the row. Well, my, but what you got to remember yeah. is that the kid was, he subconsciously wanted to get caught, right? He was hiding <laughs> these red flags and all these papers. Right, That's exactly. So they probably they, so they a really were big fan of his writing. They already knew this. They had already figured this out before, and they were just waiting to do it in the moment. And so when the new one turned in, they immediately looked at the last sentence and were like, "Yep, the end." And then I mean, I, I guess. So, but that's friend, that's this suspect. is my favorite thing that I've learned about cheating. <laughs> is my uh, friend of the show, Nick, um, uh, was a, a TA for a while at a college and. If he ever, when he was reading papers, he said, if he ever saw a semicolon used correctly, he assumed it was cheating, <laughs> and then he would search it, and he was never wrong. 
That's crazy. So that's that makes me very sad. That's all that happened is they looked at this paper. There was a semicolon in the first paragraph, and they were like, "This, the fridge didn't write this." <laughs> and look, look. Well, I think we're all forgetting the bigger problem here, which is that principal had a really dirty room. He wanted unattended children <laughs> to clean up real bad, and he didn't care how it got done. <laughs> the superintendent came in and said, you clear out these fucking magazines or it's you I'm putting in the goddamn game. And so, Oh, so the game isn't evil. Just, the principal uh, is evil. Yeah. He, the principal yeah, gets I mean, a a cut every kid he gets he pushes into the game. Jumanji gives him some <laughs> some jungle gold. That <laughs> their funny. detention I, thing was to pull the staples out of magazines ostensibly staples out of so magazines. they could be recycled. That is so, that's Sisyphean and it is, cruel. It is. There is yeah. no recycler that responds. There's no recycler great. who cares about that. It's pretty great. Everybody who's recycling is putting lids on, keeping their lids on their bottles. Like it's all bad. You have to do a lot of sorting in post. They're not just gonna make you take out every tiny staple in every magazine. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so the kids are in detention. Uh, some justified, some not. But they get... Uh, they're, while they're supposed to be doing these magazine staple removals, they find an old video game system, presumably donated in some sort of sad uh, garage sale after the kid disappeared while playing the video game 20 years ago. It was donated to the school or something. Um but they find the game system and are like, hey, look, who cares that we have a job to finish and can leave as soon as we're done? Let's play this old video game instead. So the four of them play the video game, get sucked into it, and now they're in a jungle and they are four adults. The nerd becomes the rock, who is brave and strong and has no weaknesses. The jock becomes Ke Kevin Hart, who carries a backpack, has all the weaknesses, is a foot shorter than the fridges in real life, but apparently has the same size package. The jock, or not the jock, the social media influencer becomes Jack Black, who is very smart and has a penis, which she was not expecting. And uh, the. But I was. <laughs> Jack Black had a penis. Yeah. I was yeah. not surprised by that revelation. Oh, I thought so, that was clever. Uh, Although it is sad just because it'd be like, it's like, there's just fewer women in the movie now. Like, the closest they come to, to the. The only way you could count this as like Bechdel approved is if you count Jack Black as a woman. As a woman, not true, right? Yeah, not I mean, true. it's not true. The the I've looked at this two times. It passes. Really, where it passes because the gym teacher is talking about not boys. Oh, the gym, the gym teacher. teacher. And, oh, good point. Right, but also the girl on the phone is not only with her friend off the on the phone, but then she has a woman teacher and she's getting oh, in true. trouble. Okay, so, Those are two. So times. that's good. Yeah, yeah. I guess the yeah. the bigger point is just that like it would have. Like, there's just very few women, and the only woman is playing yes. this ridiculous uh, Laura Croft type character. Um, well, I mean, imagine if it had separate Bechdel category for movies that pass with like conversations Sorry. that are totally inconsequential to the yeah, plot. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> like, yeah, if what passes doesn't develop the plot or character at all. Yeah, yeah. The, like like the whole point of Bechdel is not <laughs> like. The is not, this, yeah, this the makes it a good movie. The, the point is, this is such a low bar, and it's embarrassing. Movies don't pass it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we're. I think yes, in course. 2018, we're at a point higher bar. Let's start raising yes, this bar yes. now. We're like, like, there's no reason why the pilot couldn't have been a woman. Like that would have been like make. I just want to add an asterisk in 2018, yes. where there are movies that pass with a gold star and movies that pass with an asterisk. And I just don't want them on the same list. But if it's alphabetized, then they're all clumped together. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. The only problem with that is an asterisk really is just a smaller star, so it still probably feels good about it. You know, I, it can feel good. It just can't. Yeah. 
It can't feel like Carol, okay? Anyway, so so, <laughs> so she's Jack Black, who is like... Jumanji, not Carol. Put that on the back <laughs> of the box. Um, and, and then the lady nerd becomes a foxy lady who can flirt and dance fight. Um, and, uh, and then they together discover Nick Jonas, the kid who disappeared 20 years ago. But who's now a pilot whose weakness is mosquitoes, which is a shitty weakness for this situation. Yeah. Um, and his other weakness is knowing he's been away from his family so long that they've assumed he's dead. Um, yeah, which I get a real weird question about the passage of time, right? Because for him, it felt like a couple months, but it really was 20 years, which meant for them, when it felt like a couple of days, it must have been months. But then you time travel back at the end, so who cares? Yeah. Um. I guess, except that this means this is a different timeline where he does the kid doesn't get sucked into the video game. So there's also a multi timeline situation. Anyway. I mean, the one thing you do got to say about why uh, maybe Jumanji you can't put evil to it because Jumanji is like it will unfuck any situation yes. as long as you beat yes. it, right? It will like, yeah. all right, dude, Tizzy. I will fucking murder you, but you say Jumanji, we're good. I'm gonna reset everything. Like, yeah, they, they did that for the kids, didn't their parents not die then? Yes, in the in the, in the first movie, one? absolutely. First one, yeah. It's my biggest yeah. complaint about the first movie. <laughs> I did, I do like. I, I mean, I, I that was a big. We talked about this a lot in Jungle because I, I think it just takes some of the fun away when it's like, well, there were really no stakes because you just uh, go back. It's all fine. Yeah. It just it just seems weird to time but travel back and take away all of it, but you still get to learn your die. lessons. But they could die. Well, we don't actually. This thing is in neither of the movies does anyone die, so we don't know. They just assume you die in real life, but. Who, well, I'm well, sure there are, are kids who are missing forever. We just well, don't no, know but if, about so them. okay, but if they so if the rest of them did finish the thing, then and one of them had died, then they time travel back to being in detention. The kid's still alive. And they're like, let's just not go in the game. Well, maybe. Hmm. Or do they unlock all the kids who have ever disappeared? Anyway, um, I don't think so, so. These are the questions they're really counting on you not asking. <laughs> uh, these are the questions you maybe you'll get answered when Jumanji Two comes to theaters that's true. next yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. That's that's true. Actually, really, yeah, they've said it's yeah. about the origins of the game. Perhaps this oh, movie was a fucking monster yeah. in terms of profitability. Yeah. This is Jumanji I think is Sony's highest grossing non-Spider-Man yeah. movie ever oh, made. Wow. Like it Oh my like, god. It's in the top 50 just all a time. Bit. Yeah, this movie That's was crazy. Huge. Yeah, I mean, of films or Sony films? Of uh, Sony <laughs> films. I mean this okay, is top, a, no, top 50 all time. Top 50 earnings. Yeah. Seriously, yes. that is very Number funny. Number 42 highest grossing yeah. film of all time. better. I'm just saying it. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a hell I'll die on. Uh, <laughs> you are alone on that hill, my friend. Alone. So lonely here. It's like a building that's falling down all around me. <laughs> well, so also, so it made a billion dollars and also like they weren't expecting it to be that big. It kind of just kept sticking around and sticking around and making more money. And I normally feel like Sometimes I feel like the amount of money a movie makes is not necessarily justified. But then I watched this one. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys earned a billion dollars. Yeah. You made a movie that's delightful from beginning to end. I feel like you you, you did it. You get why people <laughs> want to keep, keep coming back to this I would movie. watch another you know, of this movie, assuming that some of the same it, team is there. 
in a weekend in which Sony Studios released Venom, which also made a lot of money, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, why can it at least been Jumanji quality? <laughs> you know, like if bad yeah. Sony Studios all Jumanji, welcome to the jungle quality, I would feel okay about Venom making a bunch of I money. Mean, uh, you were describing, we were talking a little bit earlier about just how there's so many things in here that probably shouldn't have worked that did work. And yeah, I think absolutely. this movie is like an indication that no one knows how to make good movies, that it's all dumb luck. And well, you, you just, you, there's just too many people involved to be making consistently good decisions. It's just random. Oh, I think, a, I mean, I think a whole bunch of, uh, there's still some real magic in, um, sorry. The editors that get a hold of the live performance actors in a CGI heavy film. Yes. Like the people who really know how to trim the timing down of the live performances before everything else gets painted to fuck have made really great movies. I'm not paying enough attention to who they are. right. But Jumanji is fun because it clips right along because all the characters interact really well. And it's a script. Sorry. Yeah, no, those are good. I think everything's good in this movie, which is why like every aspect of filmmaking in this movie is as good as it possibly could be for what yes, it is. That's a fair way. And to that's say. why I think yes. this movie this movie is why they started thinking about Oscars for big movies. Because for me it's like huh. it's like please write a popular movie about Jumanji, make it a sequel and make it good. Like that sounds like everything could it's go bananas, wrong. Bananas, yeah. And the terrible. fact it's that true. This, like they put a killer cast incredible writing for what it yep. is and like really well done special effects it's just it's just hits every market tries to go for and so like i'm with you and i should qualify movie. what i say by good it's good for a big yeah. spectacle popcorn movie. Right. it's not phantom dread it's, it's good it's, like it's, i just was smiling for two hours that's what i i mean that's hard to be mad at that yeah. That's an interesting case to be made for its higher filmness, and I, I, I'm here yeah, for yeah. it. I'm no, not I, mad I, at I'm that. that. I, feel uh, like the I didn't Rock, think about it while I was watching it. I feel like The Rock's yeah, performance I mean, uh, as a comedic performance is like one of the, my favorites I've seen in a while. And Jack Black, too, who I do not care for, I thought was phenomenal. So yeah, good. The, the three big December movies coming out this year of like Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, and Aquaman, mm. I hope any of them are like Jumanji quality good. Yeah. Like that is my my of a, like a big fun family movie to see in December. If you can clear this bow, this is all I ask. Oh yeah, uh, and they won't. They so, for like, sure won't. I don't know. Bumblebee looks yeah, pretty good. Be. All right. And I was frightened by how pretty good Bumblebee looks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that response. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for how good Bumblebee looks. And that Spider-Man movie. The other Spider-Man movie. Finally. Out you know what I've been saying for a while is I just wish yeah. there was another Spider-Man movie. Oh, the relief. You know, I just I feel like I've been holding my breath the whole time. So um, yeah, yeah, what about it is. a movie Six Spider-Mens in it. Well, More than I that. had said, not only are there not enough Spider-Man movies, each one has too few Spider-Men. <laughs> so finally, you're, I'm getting what I wanted. Um, let goodness. me wrap up the summary, you guys. So uh, they they get Nick Jonas, who is a pilot, and it turns out together, all of them have a few strengths and a few weaknesses that they need to work together on each of the levels of this video game to survive. When they die, they lose one of three lives tattooed on their arms. And we assume if you die three times in Jumanji, you die in real life, though we don't ever find that out. Uh, They fight against hippos, a motorcycle gang, the inherent instability of helicopters, more motorcycle gangs, (laughs) and a group of big cats. It is... And a snake. And a snake. Oh, yeah, there's a snake in a basket. And there's also two guards guarding a, a shed with a bus in it. 
um, which they must f- need to be they, flirted they need with. To be flirted with until destruction. Um, so they go through the levels, as Anthony mentioned. It's kind of a short video game. It's just that each mission takes a really long time, like up to twenty years for that one guy. Um, also, I don't like a video game that has to be five players, or it won't, or you can't beat any of the levels. Because who's got that many friends? That's <laughs> yeah. That was that is kind of sad for Nick Jonas yeah. that like. All the reason he's been gone for 20 years is that he played a video game alone. Yeah, that's the moral <laughs> of the story is do not attempt video games alone. Uh, also, especially creepy ones that changed overnight. That should have been like your go to. This was a board game and now it's a video game. Don't put it. What's yeah, wrong I'm with a little you? more hesitant with magic <laughs> items. I think he jumped right into that. Uh, I, I think the biggest lesson you can take away from this movie is that if you're going to play video games, you should do them in fine Sony products and not weird uh, <laughs> video games. <laughs> oh, that's. I don't know if you noticed, his, like, the, the nerd kid's room who just has all the PlayStation posters, like, on every corner of and his Metallica. wall. And Metallica. Like, PlayStations and Metallica. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I get that you like you love like Sony's paying the bill, but tone <laughs> it down. Like, I, we get it. The PlayStation Four is a hell of a console. I, I thought it was weird that he called himself a, a metalhead. He had a Metallica T-shirt on, a Metallica poster on the wall, and then twenty years later, he's got a family and is still wearing a Metallica T-shirt. I just feel like I don't know. You got to find a second band. This twenty years. You listen yeah, to I one mean, band. Well, I think he's wearing it so that someday they will recognize it. Oh, that's true, because he didn't know what day reunion day would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, so this is a big question that I had. This this is what my wife and I were talking about. So, like, he's married. He's got kids. Does he tell his wife at some point he was in a magical video game and someday four teenagers are going to come and want to be best friends? Well, he says we named him. We named her Bethany after the woman who saved my life. And if you say we... You might have had that conversation. So, but did you just say one time a girl saved my life or it was like one time I was in love with this teenage girl and except now she's still a teenager and I'm an adult, but that's not creepy. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> like, I guess. I mean, weird, it depends on your relationship. Weird conversations. I How mean, open is their relationship? It might be a good marriage. <laughs> could be. I hope they talk about it. Although... I don't know how many details... I mean, they left the same from 96. If like... He was dropped back to, you know, hometown, or I forget if they told you, uh, if he just like bounced back and was never gone at all, or maybe he was gone for like a day or two in that timeline, like maybe in the timeline, he was still quote unquote missing or gone for a few months. Like it felt like, which would be creepy enough, but not 20 years. So he still got to hold on to like the memories of the experience. Like they didn't drop him back insane. It's not aliens plucking you up and then putting you back down. Like, good luck. Uh, It's, you know, well, yeah, that's, and and we don't find out with the main group of four because we never see whether or not they still have to do the magazines. Cause can you imagine? Oh God. Fight for your life in Jumanji for a month in adult bodies. And then you get dropped back and you're like, now we have eight hours of staple removal. But they like each other. I think At they totally friends. did. Yeah, they'd be more like singing and yeah. singing ice songs while they un- undo the staples. <laughs> uh, really, the only person Colin Hanks could marry is one of the two kids from the first Jumanji. Oh, God. Think about it. They're the only ones who can relate. Oh, man. They have so much in common. If you met Kirsten Dunst, it was like, one time I got wrapped up in an evil video game. My house got fucked up with an evil board game. What was it called? Jumanji? Jumanji. <laughs> really? 
The only other people who can relate Man, to him that first are date, the people who got caught with they, That first date That's is it. going so well if this conversation <laughs> comes up. So what do you think is like one of the biggest <laughs> obstacles you've ever come? Let me tell you about this evil game I fought. <laughs> and then that's just it. They just they get married then. Uh, so anyway, the four people eventually save j- the jungle and return home, where none of it happened really, except that all they get to keep all the life lessons they've learned. Specifically, the hot girl likes backpacking now. The jock is a better team player and is friends with a nerd. And then the two nerds learn to fuck. So that's cool. Yeah, grind it out, nerds. <laughs> they learn to kiss. It's Come weird on, that it's that's PG the li- last line of the movie is grind it out, nerds. But it makes sense. I think it fits. <laughs> so the writing is just really sparky. So we, we've you know? done a bunch of compliments. That's the movie. We've done a bunch of compliments already. Uh, one thing that we're we're doing now is that we've been doing compliment tostadas, which is the one uh, major comments of a compliment sandwich. Half it's a tostada. But if you have a couple of little ones, we can also do compliment nachos. So um, whatever you guys want, we have to say at least one nice thing. So we'll go in order. But feel free to pop in with other compliments. Uh, Kaylin, why don't you go first? What's your major compliment? Oh, I kept waiting for Jack Black to mess this up, I and he know. just didn't all the way through. I know. You know, his, the, the performance he had to turn in to make that... Oh, I'm sorry, if this was supposed to be minor, it's a major, major compliment. The performance he had to turn in to make that character work was such a tightrope act. And he, he did... Uh, he took a character that on paper was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all right, that another actor could have made okay. And he gave it this depth that wasn't yep. there. I was like... I came to see The Rock. I did not know that I was going to stay to see Jack Black. 100%. But that's what happened. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. It's it's so easy for that character to be an adult man making fun of teenage girl stuff. And instead, it was like an adult man adding depth to a teenage girl character. Like, like, show you why. He was emotive and funny. There was not uh, any... He wasn't making fun of. He was totally... Well, all of the characters are full characters. And the yeah. fact that he fully understood this character and had empathy for her, it just was so clear. Totally. So, like, totally. yeah, I they agree. Were awful. He, I feel he like, has I feel acting like chops. Jonas was pretty weak, but uh, he definitely had the best. <laughs> with with He had the least, and he did the most with it. Um, Jonas was always, like, that cast is hard to sparkle in front of. Yeah. You've got, like, 200 years of on-camera experience yeah. dancing around you. And he's, a, like, Nick Jonas, of course, a star or whatever, yeah. but, like, you're not going to look like you've been doing it as long. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? He mostly just looked, he looked just dashing. Star is born. We can talk about that we should, later. We should. Well, so my, actually, my major compliment for one, I mean, this is, like, obviously it's a little trite to compliment The Rock in The Rocktober, but here's the first scene where The Rock shows up where he is discovering his own muscles yes. is an incredibly yeah. funny scene. And it is, it's just such a perfect The Rock moment. It's his perfect thing of being like, I'm a giant but I also get that I'm a giant. And it's mm-hmm. a great, if you're writing a movie to put The Rock in, have a scene where he pretends to be a, 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 a teenage nerd, but like touching his insane muscles is, it's, it's just every bit of that moment worked so perfectly. And it was like, and that's why, especially the fact that Jack Black is interesting and deep, it works because like he has to be in a movie where The Rock gets to be so much fun. Yeah, has like the smoldering joke and and just constantly like he frequently gets distracted by his arms. He'll like look down at his tattoo and then notice his bicep and then be like, "Oh, sorry, what was I saying?" And it's just a <laughs> great use of the rock trying to see himself through other people's eyes. Uh, very yeah. very funny. 
Lisa? That's a good way to put it. I like that. Because uh, how bizarre it has to be to have the, the arms the size of someone's yeah. waist. Uh, but also be so, like, genially perceived. Yes. Like, he's so nice. Yes. That's the perception of him that people all, like, the reaction to him. He's doing an impression of us seeing him, which exactly. is really yeah, adorable. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. And he nailed it. It's really fun. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> so Lisa, good. Lisa, Go what's ahead. your compliment, continue. Nacho? Well, I've said it kind of a lot, but like Chris McKenna is the screenwriter, um, and I, I just there were think like five that credited screenwriters. Is Chris McKenna well, the main the one that was at? Yeah, that was the one I, that was first came okay. across. Um, I think I should probably look. But well, that was another thing um, is when I see five I credited screenwriters, it's not normally a vote of confidence. But I thought it was just <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. um, the point is, this movie each character was so could have been one dimensional and it wasn't none of them were like one dimensional and i just i think it was so well written and i will bonus compliment the peeing scene as a woman like i've always wondered (laughs) and it was really fun to watch someone discover a penis in that way not like discover penis as in like virginity issues but what i'm talking about is discover a penis like this is what you do with them on a daily yeah. basis. This is amazing. It was a solid like, series of dick jokes of of Jack yeah, Black discovering his but dick. Like, tasteful, yes. tasteful yeah, PG thirteen dick jokes. Yeah, like they were so good, and it was just she was so thrilled with the idea that you could aim. Yeah, yeah. and I just feel like I would be too. Yeah. And I really I thought that was a solid, solid way to do that joke. The way it was written. I also enjoyed the rock where like don't look no we never look i just thought all of that yeah. was just yeah it was really yeah, well that, done. and that definitely was that a scene, scene that i was like this definitely could yeah. be trite and stupid and it made it got me it worked so yeah credit to yeah. uh chris mckenna so chris mckenna chris wrote McKenna. the story and is the first of four credited writers so i don't okay. know kaylin maybe you can film me i don't know enough about this to know like what that probably means in terms of workload like, does do you feel, do we figure the other people are just like rewrites or? Oh God, that's such a random crapshoot. Um, and every time I hear a story, it's fucking different. But likely somebody did most of it, and then other people like you know flew in and did parts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and yeah, and also uh, you know, good. We love your script, but we're fired. You're fired, and we're hiring your friend to take a draft of it. <laughs> then we're gonna fire him and rehire you, and then we're gonna yeah, fire man. you again and rehire you. Oh man, your friend this business back. is dumb. It's that, yeah, that I kind mean. Of thing. It, Best case scenario, somebody wrote most of it, had three, fr- three friends they wanted to punch it up or draw out more storylines uh, with, and they all got hired. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Worst case scenario, that, where yeah. like, oh, thanks yeah. for your idea. You're fired. We're paying half of what you probably should earn. <laughs> and now we're going to pass this along to a bunch of other writers that were under. Oh, we, who knows? Then, it looks like he I mean, writes with Eric. Even like- sorry. He, he's co-written. It's like him and this is what was weird about the credit. I did notice this. It was, it was him and Eric Summers and these other two guys. So it was like two writing pairs and it, oh, that's and it looks awesome. like him and Eric Summers write a lot of things. together. So they wrote Lego Batman together, Spider-Man homecoming, Ant-Man and the wasp. And then the, the 2019 Spider-Man far okay. from home. So well, him and Eric good. have had a hell of a couple of years. You know, yeah. the difference between like an ampersand and an actual and in screenwriting credits, right? No. no. So wow. you'll, see, you'll see this a lot in movies. So uh, yeah. if, if it's two names with an ampersand between it, they are sharing co-writing credits together. They worked on the same draft. Right. If it's an and, an A and D, then that's two different credits for two different drafts. Wow. Um, so you'll see a lot this of times, fun. once you know that, you'll see a lot of movies, especially movies like this, that have two names with an ampersand 
and then an and, and then like another name. And that's because that's the third screenwriter who came on and did a separate Right, after the first two did it together. Yeah, Which presumably yeah, so means an ampersand, a team. two people with an ampersand split one salary and the other person got a full share. Mm, Man, this business yeah. is stupid. All right, I'm is done trying to figure it out. Between Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Grant because uh, they aren't splitting okay, shit. Okay. <laughs> is it between me and my friend because we are sharing a credit that isn't writer and getting paid less than scale? Because that's... <laughs> Man, this business is dumb. Okay, so uh, Anthony, I think it leaves you. I did once trade a credit for pay, and I will say it does feel powerful even while you're broke. Oh, it's very okay. nice. That's good to know. Probably also feels good when you're broke is paying rent. Well, let's not. You don't have to get all detailed about. I, I you're talking to a co-producer. You address me as Miss when you ask for my rent. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what's your uh, compliment nacho for Jumanji? Um, there's a lot of great stuff about this movie everyone's mentioned, so I'll go with um, maybe my only one of my only kind of small minor complaints, but is also a compliment is uh, I love the sort of idiosyncratic video game references that are throughout the mm -hmm. movie. There's a lot of very obvious ones, but there's a lot of like really subtle ones that I wish they had gone further yeah. with. There's things like um. The way the map fills in as they've been in places. Yeah, that was cool. It's a really neat little detail, something that always happens in video games. Like, as you've been into an yeah. area, your map just mm -hmm. magically fills in. I love that. Um, yeah. So, I really love those little details, the way NPCs work in the game. Um, I wish they had gotten a little <laughs> bit further with some of those ideas. Yeah, there's definitely room uh, for more. One thing I was looking for, I was hoping for a, the as a video game reference, when they were in the Jeep driving back after the their like introduction narrator picked them back up to say they'd won the game, I wanted him to start saying the names of all the artists who worked on the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you nice. just beat the game. It would have been a perfect time for a credit sequence that they were like, why do we have to... Man, this is going on for a while. This many people worked on Jumanji. I wonder if that's on the like the cutting room floor some, somewhere where they're just impatiently in the Jeep. Yeah. Like, God, does anybody have a start button we can mash to get out of this? can't skip this. Okay, all right. My <laughs> The most fun part of the movie for me as an experience was when they started talking to him and I said, my wife was like, what's his deal? And I was like, he's probably an NPC. And then right then the rock goes, oh, he's an NPC. And it made me it made me look like a oh, smart scrape. So thanks, The Rock. <laughs> You're never gonna forget that moment, are you, Alex? That's gonna be <laughs> I mean, you know someone else is gonna hear that story. It's been waiting point, aren't thirteen they? years to That's... finally impress her and it, it it was great that the rock gave me an assist. <laughs> wow. Um I guess one more tiny compliment, Nacho, for me is the uh, uh from uh uh the Kevin Hart. His one of his weaknesses was cake. And I assumed that meant that he just, when he saw cake, had to go eat it. And what it actually meant was he had a piece of cake and exploded. And that was a very good physical, like, surprising moment. That got a, I, I got a laugh <laughs> from me when he ate it. And he was like, maybe it just means I love cake. I'm fine. Ploom. That was <laughs> pretty satisfying. That was a good, was a yeah. good gag. Um, does anybody else any tiny comments you want to add really quick? I mean, kind of going it, uh, piggybacking off that, the, um, the physicality to the violence, I really like that. It's, yeah. Again, kind of leans into the video game thing. Like, when people respawn the way they fall and, like, they don't, like, land. Like, The Rock the, does, like, a superhero yeah, he landing, lands. but everyone else fucking hits so hard on whatever <laughs> they land on. It's just, like, or, like, when uh, Jack Black gets eaten by the uh, hippo, it's just... 
it happens very yes. fast and it's incredibly yeah. brutal. Uh, so blunt or anything, yeah. but I, I love the way it leans into. The- because we can do really cartoony violence. The only blood is that it. when they explode, sometimes they explode in a fine red mist. Yeah, which was a good good moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there was there another? I love Bobby Cannavale. That's my that's a compliment. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, that's a great bad guy to toss in somewhere. Yeah. I wish he'd gotten a little great more voice. to do, but I'm wondering now that uh, I hadn't thought about. I mean, maybe they weren't planning sequels, uh, but they now that they are, they have a, a rich field to That's play true. with. Yeah. Um, well, because I they've got good bad guys, they've got good I, you know toys. I kind of wonder if oh, the guy who built the fort. So well, we so, don't. So, the, so you ask if people died. That guy probably. So the guy, died. No, the guy who built the no. fort is Robin Williams in the first movie. Oh, that, he built that, the fort. So yeah, yeah, they said he his name. Did die. Inappropriate joke from the corner. Sorry, sorry. I didn't hear what I was talking, but I'm sure it was awful. I'll have it. it I'm gonna. This will be a fun uh, surprise for me to listen back to and hear it. Was it about him being dead or about? uh, Yeah, it was about him being dead. It was a joke about it. Cool, cool, cool. Good. I'll. You know, so we can all laugh at the sad thing. Just trying to. All right. It was a funny strike for me when I'm editing. Um, All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna talk. Thank a meet buddy, and then we're gonna play a quick lightning bonus round, you guys. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by all of our fabulous Meat Buddies who have donated to keep the show moving. We have a new Meat Buddy to thank this week. It's Bridget from Baltimore, who was a previous sponsor. You may, I don't know if you were here for this, Anthony, but Bridget sponsored uh, Thanks Killing back in the day. (laughs) I do not believe Uh, that. is a rough watch. I do not recommend. If you want to see like a really sexist turkey puppet that also murders people, but like you're more upset about the way he talks to women, that's a movie for you. Man, you just put one right at the top of my list. <laughs> it's a weird, <laughs> man, Thanksgiving is a weird that. movie. Um, and uh, so Bridget said in the email, thank you so much for doing the show. I've, I've loved you all for years. And uh, I figured it's the least I can do after bugging you on Twitter so many times and making you watch Thanksgiving. So... Thank you, Bridget, for uh, continuing to support the show. We really appreciate it. So as you guys know, when we have a new Meat Buddy, we give them a lot of different options of what they can do in this segment or what they can receive in the segment. And uh, Bridget would like uh, a little bit of advice. So Bridget asks for any advice that you guys have for making major life changes when it seems like nothing is stable. Uh, that would be helpful for me really uh, right now. I could provide details, but they're depressing and not comedy building. So we're going to use that classic comedy trope, Vagary. And we are going to uh, give Bridget some advice on uh, the world being full of t- turmoil and instability and then major- making major life changes. Um, Kaylin, it seems like um, you could recommend she gets a producer credit. Yeah, get that producer credit, girl. Really, what makes you walk around with your head up? No, I actually have one Yes, for I thought you might, please. Uh, I call it, well, I didn't call it. I got this shit in college from some motivational speaker and it is an acorn that has grown into a beautiful tree in my oh, mind. Nice. Uh, what you gotta do is halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So no matter what else is going on in your life, no matter how upended it is, you can't fix it if you're any one of those four Hmm. things. So make your world about those four things while things are totally stormy and unclear. Uh, Make sure you are not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired before you make any big decisions. And then at least while you're moving forward, you know you did so with a clear head. If you can't fix the world around you, you can usually pay attention to one of those four things, and then you're going to manage the chaos 
Way I didn't better. have the acronym for it, but definitely. Never start a fight. Never make a big decision if you are hungry, angry, lonely. That is tired. very good advice. Wow. I'm, I think that is really solid. I didn't have the acronym, but my strategy for any big decision is let me eat first. Yeah, yeah that's man. Totally I could well. definitely eat about it. Lonely is a tricky yeah. one, uh, but you if you realize that's what you are, you can at least stop, like, don't let yourself do anything huge. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. It'll stop your paralysis because you'll start to identify which one of those four things you are, and then once you fix one of those four things, you're all yeah. right. So yeah, you can't fix any of the big shit, but usually you can nibble, nap, or hug a stuffed right. animal, or sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My biggest thing is always this too shall pass. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can kind of go through everything. Like, and I'm kind of calling it because I'm, it's not a secret. It's a secret from you guys, but like, I'm pregnant and I'm terrified. And, and I really, and it's kind of, I'm already on the train. I can't really untrain. I mean, I could, but it'd be really awful. But like, it's sort of going to happen. And I really don't want that birth thing to happen, but I believe that it will pass at some yeah. point. And, I will have a baby and I might be good at being a mom, but it probably won't be. But, that, but like, that'll pass fine. too. They'll, they'll, eventually <laughs> they'll be an adult and hate you. Right. So like, just we're all sort of terrified of the future. And I think that like it will pass and you'll figure it out because you figured it out this far. Plus, so plus like, anytime you're down, you can far, watch that. Plus anytime you're having trouble, you can watch that OK Go video to the song. This too right, shall yeah. pass with the really crazy long machine. That's fun. Um, yeah. Just, just say I, I will say, um, you know, uh, change is hard. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to want to do things, and things are going to set you back. But every day you, like, pit off, changing those things is a day you're going to have to make up somewhere down the True. line. True, yeah. Right? So I would say, you know, be as productive as you are able to. Don't also push yourself out and bone yourself out, because that's another thing. I know for myself is that I want to... I want to like affect change so fast that when I don't immediately get those things, it becomes very discouraging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but finding mm -hmm. that it's like those slow milestones and counting whatever victory you can and keeping in mind that you're not alone right now. Yeah. I know I've had a really rough uh, year and I can only imagine that I'm someone who's very privileged in a lot of ways and has a lot of good things and I still find it. Um, yeah damn near impossible sometimes so yeah i mean your your wife I, has I, a car I, like how can you be sad yeah things are going good but it's still tough for everyone yeah, totally. and uh, especially with like i think you know there's no way you can turn on the tv or news or see yeah. anything in the world without feeling like just worse but i think the, you know find those small milestones and then just try to hit for your own personal safety and sanity. I, you know? I'm uh, my wife and I are doing some some major life reorganizing in the next uh, year, and uh, so we're thinking about this a lot too. Also, by the way, Bridget, this is proof that you didn't need to give us de depressing details for us to fail at building comedy in this segment. So we're doing that on our own. We're just <laughs> really want to help you. But um, so I had the two things that come to mind that I keep thinking about um, are uh, one from my bowling coach and one from Walt Whitman. So. Slight, yes. oh, I'm so excited. slightly different uh, ways of going about it. Um, the one my bowling coach used to say is he would give me like the, the, the bowling coach would give me a thing to change and then I'd be like, oh, that feels real weird in my elbow. And he's like, yeah, if it doesn't feel weird. It's because you didn't change anything. So if you keep doing a thing and it's feel it's not feeling bad, it's because you're not actually improving in any way. You're just continuing to do the old thing that wasn't working. 
So I think about that a lot when something feels weird. And then the other thing is from uh, Song of the Open Road, the, the Walt Whitman poem. Um, very famous, used in a lot of wedding readings, and we, in, including ours, uh, it was in our our ceremony. And my favorite line from it is, I do not offer the old smooth prizes, I offer the rough new prizes. And so sometimes when stuff is like weird and difficult, but we're trying to grow together, um, and I'll be like, man, this is real hard. My wife would be like, rough new prizes. That's what we're working towards. And I think that's that always Aww. helps. So That's gay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It just felt right. Um, I'm, a, I'm an Alyssa. Hi, I'm on a five-year monogamous lesbian relationship. Hi, everybody. I, I've claimed So my when state. you I, yell that, do you mean that as an insult or a compliment? I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a compliment. It's just way funner if you yell it like an insult. Well, <laughs> also, like, what, like... It also reveals your age... Which we've been That's talking so about. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that, I hope that that big pile of advice from a, a variety of sources helps Bridget. There's a lot of good things to keep in mind. And, uh, also, if I can quote a piece of my favorite poetry as well, um, the world is a vampire. <laughs> so that's something, something to think about, you know? Just yeah, let that marinate. See, I would say that's yeah, I mean, there's a lot of truth in all of this, you know? This is the key. You got a variety of sources. You choose the one. And this yeah. is this is the key. Like that motivational yeah. speaker that uh, Caitlin saw as a kid, probably mostly terrible. Uh, but you just pick the one yeah. adage that helps you and you make it grow into, yeah. an, uh, into a tree on your own. I, no, honestly, Alex, I think the Venn diagram of your Walt Whitman quote, the world is a vampire and West <laughs> Philadelphia born and raised. The Venn diagram of those three lines is exactly where you need to be. I mean, it is <laughs> mid 90s. That's what that is. Uh, so hopefully you're an elder millennial, Bridget, or else you, this was not very helpful to you. But uh, good luck. Keep, you know, keep... Uh, keep it up we really appreciate it. and also this is like it's crazy it's like you're going through all this stuff and then you're like what i should do is i should help a real mediocre movie podcast keep existing so what it what generosity of spirit bridget and uh we we appreciate it so much that you've helped us uh all of our meat buddies help by donating to keep the show floating down the tracks and allows us to pay for our hosting pay for our website that is constantly hacked right now and then also we're working on it and then also allows us to pay our guests so they can keep putting in this kind of time uh and because they can't pay rent on credits so uh your meat buddy donations are distributed among all of our fat feels comedy guests so thank you bridget thanks to all our meat buddies and everybody else who keeps us floating down the tracks like a ghost train meat buddies 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 all right now it's time for a lightning bonus round we're going to the lightning bonus round lightning bonus Lightning bonus round is our mini game segment. We like to close the show on. It's it's kind of short uh, today. Uh, Two things. Um, The first thing is a uh, game we like to play from time to time. Good use of the rock or bad use of the rock. So uh, this is our like fundamental question of the Rocktober. Like everything that he is in, I still like the rock. But like, like what makes it a good use? What what are the good things to do? If you had the rock, what do you do with him? Like how is this? Is this, it seems like we agree that this is a good use of the rock, but like why? And what would have made it a bad use of the rock? Well, his costume is a good use of the rock. Yeah, that is true. You get to see a little <laughs> bit of that neck just tattoo. Show those muscles. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to say, do they cover up his tattoo? Yeah. Because that's a bad use of the rock. <laughs> I want to. Uh, yeah, the, uh, that neck tattoo, man, is something. 
shoulder arm i mean it's not yeah it's not it, it like creeps on his neck a little bit but is really just like one whole shoulder it's so hard to say how much of that is neck and shoulder <laughs> i mean true. he's evolved it into a, true. like a plane of muscular presence he has a, a very high uh perceived neck thickness or pnt as we like to say on the show yeah. and so it's confusing that big neck energy. <laughs> big neck energy. <laughs> sure. I, oh man. I love. I you know we we do the October. We obviously have a lot of um, a lot of excitement for the Rock. But I I really think the Rock maybe more than any other movie star. And I'm just thinking of this. So this may be a kind of uh, not true at all. But okay. So I feel like the Rock maybe more than other movie stars really depends on the supporting cast that he has to work with. Because mm. yeah. I, I think of, and that thing I think goes back to his WWE days. Like he needs really good stuff to play off. And that's where he shines the most just as a natural performer, you know, from someone who's performing in wrestling. It's, you know, it's a team effort. It's not just one person in the ring. Hmm. Um, but when I think of like the rock movies that I'm least excited about, it's usually because, the supporting cast isn't great. Like, he'll be good in it, but he needs good people to play off. Like, him playing off Jack Black in this, or even, like, Rob Corddry in Ballers is way more mm-hmm. exciting than him playing off a CG gorilla. Or, or you know Jason I mean? Statham. Like, yeah, mm. was, I mean, Jason Statham's a great example yeah. in, like, that last Fast movie. Like, they mm. make that yeah. movie cook. Uh, yeah, I think you're so right. That, I think the supporting cast matters a whole lot. I think, like, uh, Baywatch is a perfect example of, like, I'm still I'm I still always blame the Zach and never the Rock, but uh, but like I like I still like the Rock. But if if it had been somebody great, it might have been a much better time. Oh yeah, I mean literally so, now that you think like if you replace like the Rock with like uh like the the Baywatch with like the cast of Twenty One Jump Street and the Rock, that's probably a much better yeah. movie, right? Yeah, right. I also looked at well, I think oh, that is. Oh, I was just gonna say like. So you, Caitlin, you notice the smoldering that he does. That's like really yeah. silly. Um, and I think that there's there's lines that just don't work. Even though I said the, the writing was yeah. great, yeah. the um, I think we have to save Jumanji and then smolder. Like that's a ridiculous thing to say. And also the smoldering is ridiculous. But then their faces, like as they're looking at him, make yeah. so all of a sudden it's a horrible line turns into an amazing line. Totally, and it just is. That's that's what you're saying, Anthony. It's just like the cast makes oh, him shine point. more. There's, there's another line just like that was when they like the way the principal had said, "You only have one life, and you have to choose how you live it." And then when they realize that they're down to one life, and then they quote the principal like, "This we always had one life. It's just how you live it." It's like such a corny line, and the right. fact the way they delivered it and the way the other people like, "Did I just quote my principal?" And then everybody else is like, "Yeah, this is totally working. This line is working for me." <laughs> made me okay with the cheesy line. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Okay. So good use also of the rock. Sparkle, like, put him in a delightful sure. setting, but with more people, like or delightful uh, cast. Put him with people who we can play off of and have a good time around. Yeah, I mean, I want to see him with like like this type of cast. I don't want to see him acting aside a skyscraper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like with your blasphemy, with these dark words. Did you see it, Anthony? I have, I have not seen. Did you see Rampage? You just, you know. You see almost everything, and we're going to have to catch you up because we're going to watch Skyscraper and or Rampage, and you're going to see if you actually agree. that Because Caitlin's seen both of them, and she believes that a giant monkey and a skyscraper were both good co-stars. 
I'm excited to see him. I really, Are you imputing my opinion? No, no, I'm Alex? saying that... No. Is everyone my enemy I'm here? I'm saying Anthony and I made <laughs> assumptions, and you gave us facts, and that is... I've come around. Now I'm expecting to like it. I, I mean, if you movie passed on a poor afternoon when a subscription gave you free access when to movie a movie theater, worked. then anything, anything is pretty great. I mean, I uh, like... So I will say I saw them all on the condition that they were, you know, largely free yes. to me in a movie theater. Yes. Okay. Well, that might change things. Um, is there anything else we need to say for good use of The Rock here? Um, I do like The Rock out in nature, generally. I like The Rock in a jungle um, more. I mean, he does look good in a suit, too. But uh, I like him somewhere where it's outside and it's it's hot. I think that's a good place to put him. It seems like well, The Rock is for all of us, so I commend a movie that like uh, gives him to the younger set. Yes, uh, you know it's easy to toss him in a Fast and Furious, and sure, you can park your kid in front of that if you want, but they're not going to have as much fun as they would with Jumanji. So I, I just think it's a nice way to spread The Rock around. There is enough Rock to go around. Let's make <laughs> yeah. sure that the the younger generation is ready you for. You need the to rock. leave him on the counter a little while so he softens up and makes him spreadable. Yeah. But there's plenty of him. Uh, I talk scent about memory this. is. Is our deepest, so you really want them smelling what the yeah, rock is gotta, cooking at a young age. It'll stick with you the longest. I, I talk about this uh, every October, but I love uh, that in the in rock movies, uh, they still when the whenever they're doing like a fighting scene, they always find a way to work in like one or two of his iconic wrestling moves. Yeah, like he does <laughs> the rock bottom to somebody in this, which is so ineffective in real life. What, what was the what's that move? What? Describe looks, that move. It's it's like you get someone in like uh, their arm kind of over your shoulder and you basically lift them up and just slam them on their back. Hmm. Um, that sounds effective. I don't like being slammed. It. No, no. I mean, I'm sure the rock slamming yeah would hurt too, <laughs> but it's it's. Uh, but he does it at one point in the bizarre fight, and I just every time I see that in movies, I'm always like, I love that they. Oh still yeah, that's weird little. I don't I don't catch those, but I love that they're doing them. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Always makes me like, yeah, that's, I like, does he ask for that? Or are they like, you got to do the rock bottom of the scene? I buddy. hope like, that that is in his contract, that if he gets, if he's doing any fight scene over four moves, one of them has to be a classic rock move. <laughs> that would be great. Wasn't there a thing for a little while where both he and Vin Diesel had that they didn't lose fights <laughs> in there? Really? Oh, and that's Jason Stratham and, uh, and Vin Diesel both have like. You know, fight loss ratio. Like that's part of why in uh, Fast Six, I want to say they have that ridiculous fight in the parking lot where they just hit each other with pipes right. and essentially break limbs for minutes at a time, and then both walk away from it. They they're yeah. always evenly matched, and I don't think that's the writer's design. I think that's contractually that's obligated. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, kind of going into wrestling. There's a very famous thing with a uh, Triple H, who is you know. Uh, one of the biggest wrestlers in the world and daughter, uh, like kind of heir apparent to the company. Yeah. He has contractually things. He is never allowed to look like he's getting beat in any of the like artwork for the video games or anything. Like he always has to look like he's winning in everything. He can't, they can't like have a screenshot of him getting hit or like losing a match or something. Interesting. So funny. That uh, actually, that's such a stuff. funny contract to have. Oh man, that's great. Yeah. Um, so d the last thing I want to do for lightning bonus round. Um, this is uh, TJ on Facebook sent this in. Um, 
Uh, and TJ said, this sequel is way better than the original, which, okay, suspicious. But um, it is great. The original is great. There doesn't have to be winners and losers here. This is like Vin Diesel and Jason Statham fighting, okay? Um, both of them walk away just fine. But TJ said, I was surprised uh, how much I liked it and how rewatchable it was. But my question for you is, if uh, if you guys were transported into a video game, what would be your strengths and weaknesses? So everybody press that part in your left shoulder that pops out your screen. And we'll talk about our strengths and weaknesses. Um, I'll start with a weakness, I guess, to make because I was gonna I was gonna say this anyway. And then, Kaylin, you talked about halt in the uh, Meat Buddy ad. Um, one of my weaknesses is that if I'm a little bit hungry, I fall apart. And it's recent. <laughs> this is a part of getting old. I did not used to have this problem. This is like in the last couple of years. I I don't if I'm not topped up. If I'm like not three quarters full or fuller at all times. I get sad and real grumpy to be around and forgetful and just like completely useless. And so in this situation in the jungle, I would probably blow up into a, a, a mist of red if I ever got below three quarters full food. I need to be constantly snacking to keep myself moving. <laughs> no one told me that was a thing about getting old, but that's how I feel all the time now. It's like I just crucial. Your body is like uh, like the bus from speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and also, it is full of Nicolas Cage. Is that who's in that movie? I can't remember. No, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. That's what I was trying what? to say. I was trying to make a reference. I got lost. Um, anyway, you know what? Now that you say that, I kind of wish Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he was does speed. make sense if you don't. Yeah, if you don't remember. Yeah. And and pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot like the Nick hostage. Cage, Okay. Anyway, shoot the hostage. Um, it's kind of a Keanu Reeves impression. I'm, man, doing. I'm trying to do a Nick. We haven't Cage, watched but... as much uh, Keanu recently as we used to. That's too bad. Um, anyway, meet buddies. Think of a good month that has Keanu in the name, so we can get back to it. Um, does anybody else have a uh, strength or weakness for if you were a video game character in the jungle? Oh yeah, my strength is vulnerability. My weakness is vulnerability. <laughs> uh. I would love to see how that plays out. Give me a place that it's strength, strength for you and a place that it's weakness for you in the context of the uh, fighting. Oh, totally. It's always at the same time. Like I would, you know, tell someone like I, you know, uh, openly volunteer some uh, darkly personal information. And then in the same, in order to help or improve someone's situation. And then in the same moment, realize that I was oversharing and making that person. Oh yeah. So I would have a desperate desire to help. Please. Paired with the awareness that I am overly desperate and not helping or pleasing anyone. So, you know, my everyday life. <laughs> I think a. Pr- Hi, guys. I just got back from my extra life. <laughs> and Lisa. <laughs> Lisa just fell Welcome from back. the sky. Um, Lisa, we're discussing if we were in Jumanji, what would our strengths and weaknesses be? So I'll give you a second to think oh, about shoot. that. I, um, I, I would like to. I, okay. I would definitely have, you know, because I play a lot of video games, I would think I have. Uh, the kind of the the weird uh, know what's happening type of thing, like the the naughty kid in this does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My biggest problem is I um, I love going after stuff that is like optional challenges that cost me a lot of lives. So that's where I would. I just, oh, like weakness if, is side quests. Yeah, if there was just like there's some item out there, it's like I got three lives, I can spare one of them. I got two yeah. lives, I can spare one of them. I got one life, I I got this. I'll probably make uh, it through. Yeah, um, that would be my biggest problem. 
Oh uh, man, that's a good one. I similarly, I feel like I like I'm a bit of a completist. Like I don't want, I can't just yeah. beat it on one star and then come back later. It's like I got to yeah. keep doing it till I get the three stars here. So it would definitely take me twenty years to finish a level, like that guy. Um, in other, since we're doing video game related weaknesses, and so far I haven't thought of a strength, but my weakness would be um, another weakness would be uh, just spatial awareness. Uh, like I'm so bad in 3D maps at figuring out like, oh, this door leads to this room. I've seen this before. This goes this way. What is behind me? What's in front? Just terrible at that. So I would be. Uh, I spent a lot of time running around the jungle being like, I've never seen this place yeah. before. And you're like, this is the third time we've been in this clearing, Alex. And, Elephants I mean, are on the left. Motorcycles are up front. Extra lives are on the on the right. Do you know when you give someone a controller who doesn't play a lot of like first-person shooters and you see him kind of just like hang out in like one corner trying to figure out how to work <laughs> the camera and move? Yes. 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 I, I would this imagine would be me in this game. even being just being in a body that was like way larger or different than mine. That's oh, what yeah. those few minutes would look like. A lot of like, I don't know how to use this bot. I'm, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Uh, yeah, we we got a new lamp, and I can't figure out how to get through the living room anymore. Well, it's just any slight change in the in the way the thing looks, and I'm gonna get lost. I'm stuck I would, at video. That would be so funny. Sorry, that's really quick. That'd be so funny if they had had a character who just joined was like, "I'm not good at video games," and it was just like them walking in the corner, bumping into stuff, trying to figure out. Yes, they kept that looking is down me, instead 10, of percent. Just keeps reloading whatever weapon they have in front of them for no good reason. Just. <laughs> I don't know. I just keep. I just keep reloading. I don't know what I'm doing to make it do this. I I played like I don't not play a lot of video games. I played um, some Halo when I was in college, and then like a, a few years ago, I played whatever the like four or five was uh, for the first time. And you can fly in that game, yeah. and uh, I did not help my team at all that game. I did not shoot anybody. I was just like, guys, check out what the thing looks like from up here. And I just flew around the level, never helping. So that would be a, another weakness for me too. Is like I'd find a, a jet pack or something and be like, I don't care about the game anymore. <laughs> Whatever, just tell me where to go and I will fly to it. Yeah, Lisa, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say the only way I ever succeeded in video games was button mashing. So oh like, yeah, the fact that you couldn't button mash because you just had to exist. I have no idea how I would fight. You I could button like, mash. Oh no, this would be so funny is if your character was, was in a fight and you were a button masher and it was that the characters were just like <laughs> flailing their arms and legs and accidentally hitting everybody. Yeah. I was like really good at Smash Brothers because I would just bang the crap out of the buttons until something oh, would happen. I love that. And Anthony probably doesn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> really make my friends mad, but it'd be great beating someone who is actually good at video games by just hitting the buttons. Um, <laughs> Another video that. game problem for me would be the whole time we're in Jumanji, I'd be like, man, I really have so much work I should be doing right now. Yeah. That's probably I, I'm I bad at just like, letting go and having fun. I I will uh, exhaust all dialogue with NPCs until it repeats. <laughs> So that would also be like, hold on, I'm going to talk to this guy one more time. I'm going to see if something different to say. Then I'm going to move to literally the person standing right behind him and repeat the cycle. Like the scene in the bazaar, I would just literally stop and be like, I got to talk to this person. They might have a side quest. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a curious kid when you play a video yeah, game. I like favorite it. favorite part of Zelda. Like, I remember I couldn't actually move link at all but i loved like figuring <laughs> out what that is pretty straightforward do. lisa <laughs> i couldn't move just... him but i figured out like what you were supposed to do so i i usually played with my brother he would move link and i'd tell him what to do 
I thought you were just saying you were playing like That's a team. the diving bell and the butterfly version of Zelda. Like, uh, like I don't get that reference. <laughs> it's a story about a paraplegic guy. Uh, but oh. like, just like a Link stuck in his hut from the neck down, can't move in his story. <laughs> but just chatting away with everybody. Yeah. The most sociable Jumanji. Well, so you guys all nailed it by having a strength and a weakness, even if, Caitlin, you cheated by making them the same. I can't think of a single strength that I would bring <laughs> to this table. So I guess um, if it was really important that we kept the game moving along and wrapped it in under an hour and a half, maybe? That might be a thing. There you go. Yeah, there We're at 118 right now, off. so I really got to keep it going. But uh, yeah, no, not a lot of strengths. Um, I think you'd be oh. good at like finding glitches in the game, you know? like Oh, I do like that. Like, when you're playing a game, you're like, I wonder if the, what's on the other side of this wall? Do they bother yeah. to draw this part or can yeah. I just walk through the wall? I wonder if I put this hat on backwards and jump three times right here if I can crash the game, you know? <laughs> like trying stuff out like that. Yeah, okay. Maybe minor strength is uh, trying to crash. Um, all right, I'll give it to me. Thanks to TJ for the perfect question. That's a really that was a really fun one. And thanks to everybody who plays along. If you want to play along, you can read youtube.com slash next and see the upcoming uh, movie, uh, the upcoming topic. And then you can always send us uh, comments on Facebook, Twitter, um, on the website, email, phone. There's a phone number you can text us, but don't call because we're old millennials. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> All right. And that's it for our show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Rampage. So we're going to do the monkey one. <sighs> You're going to have so much fun. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think of the two, I'm more excited about uh, about the, the the tall tower. But this one was the one that got the most votes. It was the second most votes behind Central Intelligence. So we'll probably once I've gotten Kevin Hart out of my system for a week, I'll like <laughs> strengthen up and do it again. By the way, most of my Kevin Hart hate is uh, um, two things. One is jealousy, and then the other one because I decided I was like I want to be one of the first comics to get like a signature sneaker from uh, from from Nike. Turns out Kevin Hart already did it. So yeah, that's you. No. Fuck Damn. you, Kevin, um, and your hustle hearts. And they're also, like, good-looking shoes. Anyway. I mean, uh, when you want to feel better about not being Kevin Hope, just go look at the top of your refrigerator. That's what I do, you know? I just, I just go... Oh, that's funny. Go and grab that's something off the tall shelf somewhere. Um, and I feel a little bit better, you know? Awesome. All right, well, so we'll do that. We'll, and we'll make fun of his height more when we watch Central Intelligence. And I believe there's still some voting to be done, so don't give up, Meat Buddies. If you haven't voted yet, jump in there, uh, mess around. But I believe the third most vote-getter is the um, that will be to close the month is The Rock's book. What? Um, oh, wow. It's, it's old. It's from 1999. It's called The Rock Says. Oh, man. <gasps> and uh, I am super interesting. It's, this is back when he was uh, like this is when he was a wrestler, not not doing movies really yet. Yeah, um, I believe yeah. I did read that back in the day, so I would be excited to reread it. I don't remember oh, okay. anything about it, but I do remember uh, at least reading a portion of it. So I don't remember. I, I've never read it. I don't know a lot about it except that it is um, very affordable used. So um, <laughs> there's, not, there's not a huge demand for his book. So we're gonna. I can't yeah, wait. <laughs> I'm excited about that. So that's that's probably right now. If the votes hold, 
uh, if the 538 prediction model continues as expected, that's what we're going to watch the next few weeks. But you can still get in there and change things. There's still a couple, you could you could sneak um, the tower movie in there for me. There's a couple of other things that are uh, in the running, but you know anyway. the tower movie is longer than just saying skyscraper. What are you doing, Alex? You're, you're not shortening it down at One all. One of my many weaknesses is forgetting a thing I said two minutes ago. And then having to talk about it again, and so I just have to describe it. So I forgot it was called Skyscraper, <laughs> so I was calling it the movie with the tall tower, because that I can picture. <laughs> and Rampage was just a monkey movie. Anyway. I mean, um, Rampage has tall towers in it. They <laughs> rampage through cities. What do you mean? Okay, I want to call it Tower Crane, because all the, the posters have him. Tower crane. tower crane! I do really like that. Um, so anyway, thanks thanks for all the everybody who voted. If you haven't yet, you still can, um, and you can keep suggesting things. And one thing you may know is we, if we don't watch it this year, there'll be another October, and, you, and the votes still count from last year. That's one of the reasons why um, Central Intelligence is so high, I believe. Uh, and anyway, thanks thanks for the meat buddies. Thanks for our new meat buddy, Bridget from Baltimore, um, who is in the process of just killing it at surviving major life changes and instability. So keep up the good work. Thanks for supporting us. And... Uh, you can become Meat Buddy at readdish.com slash Meat Buddies. All right. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Thank you as always for having me. It's always so great to talk to you, and congratulations on your new kitten. Thank thanks you. for being here, Lisa. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Hey. Congratulations on all of your change. Yeah. Um, and uh, Way to brew a human. Yeah, way to do it. It's happening. Oh, yeah. Just all the time. Like, even while we were talking, you were, you were brewing away. I was totally building a human. Yeah, I, this, it's so crazy that you can do that without even focusing on it. You can just in the background build a person. Yeah, it's the crock pot of people. You know, you just I, throw it in and let it cook. <laughs> Come back. It's, oh man, sometimes the outros are better than the show. That was this is two for two, Anthony, in this outro. Um, anyway, and then thanks uh, at Robot Caitlin. Thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, yep, that's me. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it, and, uh, and congratulations on your producer credits. It's, everyone's doing well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. I'm a postmate. Bye. <laughs> I told you.